Why do you call the attackers terrorists? And what do you think about our colleagues who think we should call them tourists? Well, if that's what American tourists are like, I can see why foreign countries don't like American tourists. <laughs> I'm listening to these Capitol Police officers describing what happened during the siege January 6th, they're describing the attacks that came from the terrorists that attacked the Capitol. Hey, brother, we're boots on the ground here. We're moving on to Capitol now. I'll give you a boots on the ground update here. Eventually, it was my turn in the meat grinder that was the front line. The sea of people was punctuated throughout by flags, mostly variations of American flags and Trump flags. There was Gadsden flags. It was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christians. I saw the Christian flag directly in the front. Another read, Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president. Another, Jesus is king. One flag read, don't give up the ship. Another had crossed rifles beneath the skull, emblazoned with the pattern of the American flag. To my perpetual confusion, I saw the thin blue line flag, a symbol of support for law enforcement more than once, being carried by the terrorists as they ignored our commands and continued to assault us. The Capitol building is heavy theme, but judging from the sound of intense combat, I could tell this hallway led outside where the terrorists had forced our retreat. Frontline nursing and injury were struggling to breathe. Uh, 
directly in front of me, a man seized the opportunity of my vulnerability, grabbed the front of my gas mask, and used it to beat my head against the door. He switched to pulling it off my head, straps stretching against my skull and straining my neck. If there were uttered any words I recognized, but opted instead for guttural screams. I remember him foaming at the mouth. I realized that back during the previous assault, someone had stolen my radio. From that point on, I was in the darkest or current status when reinforcements would arrive. Terrorists were scaling the scaffolding of our side, the tower that was in front of us, and attempting to breach the waist-high middle fencing that was the only barrier we had aside from ourselves. That's what American tourists are like. Well... I don't like American tourists. <laughs> Terrorist is probably not the best word to use to describe those people. I say this based on the fact that the war on terror has done more to reduce our civil liberties then reduce terror. Like, can't we just call them criminals? Idiots? Traitors? Rioters? They're confused? Ill-tempered? Jerks? White supremacists? The misinformed? The misled? Authoritarians? The hostile? A-holes? Fascists, minoritarians, endlessly aggrieved, probably fascist is the best thing. Fascists, tourists, I think we should call them tourists. Children of the same foul spirit, foul spirit, foul spirit, foul spirit. They are foul children, they are the dangerous children, they are children of the same foul spirit. Violence gathers within. There is cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. Then there's disdainful pluralism and disregard for human life. Their determination to defile national symbols. They are children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them. They are foul children. I remember him filming at the house. And at this point, I don't know if it's easy to have conversations with people about Donald Trump or the siege on the Capitol. I feel like the people that are Trump supporters are not the kind that are going to be very easily reasoned with. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a fact guy. And we're now looking at fact with our very own eyes. Why fact we need to we stop fact-checking. Fact what is fact the matter? matter? I'm not a computer. We need to stop fact-checking. We need to start reporting this and stop fact-checking it. The CNNs of the world, you guys need to start reporting this and stop fact-checking it. Stop fact-checking. Stop fact-checking. Stop fact-checking.
I'm not a fat guy. guy. At this point, I don't know if it's easy to have conversations with people about global warming, results of the 2020 election, or COVID-19, or the siege on the Capitol. I feel like the people that are Trump supporters are not the kind that are going to be very easily reasoned with or even spoken to about these issues. You realize just how stubborn and locked in some people are. I'm not just talking about seeing information in a newspaper or on the internet or on television not persuading people. There's people that can get COVID-19, be hospitalized. And even that's not enough to break through the web of delusion and misinformation and fear. There's this guy in Louisiana that's gotten COVID-19 and still refusing to get the vaccine. The gentleman's name is Scott Rowe, and he's interviewed by David Begnaud, a CBS News reporter, while he was in the hospital. Let's give a quick listen to what Mr. Rowe had to say about the vaccination. Here I am, recovering, getting out of here finally tomorrow. Am I going to get a vaccine? No. Um, because there's too many issues with these vaccines. Don't shove it down my throat. That's what's local, state, federal administration is trying to do. Shove their agenda down your throat. Their agenda. The agenda is to get you vaccinated. And the fact that that's their agenda. Their, their agenda. To shove it down your throat. Maybe he'd prefer to have a tube shoved down his throat. Shove it down my throat. The agenda is to get you vaccinated. And what's his agenda? To get us all infected? How many people is he willing to watch die? And how many thousands of dollars to be spent in the hospital taking care of them? Making up valuable room for people that have less preventable problems. Listen, Scott, we gotta know. Are you with us or are you with the virus? There's too many issues. In actuality, Everybody, or almost everyone, is going to get inoculated one way or another. It just seems to be a lot safer to get a controlled dose of the virus, or even better yet, something that just helps your body to recognize the spike proteins of the virus. Of course, there's always a risk when you're introducing something foreign into your body and somebody's going to have a negative reaction. But a lot more people have a negative reaction to COVID-19 than they have from any of the shots that have been given to us to protect us from the ravages of the disease. And some studies have shown that you do get superior protection from having exposure to the virus. It's just the uh, risks involved are quite great. Long-term vascular problems or death. So Scott Rowe doesn't want the government forcing its agenda down his throat. 
And then we got the ex-Marine who doesn't want to be experimented upon. And while I strongly disagree with both those gentlemen's decision-making process, I do believe that they were sincere in their emotions, their feelings, their beliefs. Now this next fellow, Pastor Locke, is just someone who is trying to cash in on the heightened emotions that are surrounding the pandemic that has fed into the growth of conspiracy theories, particularly of the ones such as QAnon. I don't know why pastors don't talk about this stuff. Well, I do. They don't want to seem crazy. I'm already crazy. God's about to bring the whole house down, ladies and gentlemen. These bunch of sex trafficking mongrels are about to be exposed. These bunch of pedophiles in Hollywood are going to be exposed for who they are. I don't care what you think about fraudulent Sleepy Joe. He's a sex trafficking, demon-possessed mongrel. He's of the left. He ain't no better than the Pope and Oprah Winfrey and Tom Hanks and the rest of that wicked crap. God is going to bring the whole house down. I said he's going to bring the whole house down. He's going to burn the whole thing to the ground. He's going to expose all these bunch of pedophiles. I'm telling you, he's going to expose Kamala Harris for the Jezebel demon that she is. I don't know why pastors don't talk about this stuff. Well, I do. They don't want to seem crazy. People are like, do you really think it's that much of an epidemic? Do you honestly believe, how to go get some more crazy, do you honestly believe, Pastor Locke, that the military uncovered tunnels beneath the Capitol building and beneath the White House and in the five-fingered lakes, do you really believe that they found kids? Yeah, both live ones and dead ones, and if you disagree with that, and if you try to discount that, and if you try to cover that, and if you try to keep that on the DL, you're just as complicit as Hunter Biden and the rest of them bunch of crack-smoking perverts. I'm crazy. I seem crazy. I feel like I know how to communicate with these people. Words don't even have the same meaning. Or I don't understand patriotism. I don't understand why the people that storm the Capitol consider themselves to be patriots. And I certainly don't see these anti-vaxxers as patriots, because patriots are willing to make sacrifices for their fellow countrymen. And women. You have a loyalty to your country, not just to yourself. And just because you don't like how a presidential campaign turned out, you don't attack the Capitol. That's not what patriots do. Patriots don't find it necessary to tell everybody that they're patriots or put it in the name of their organizations. You can tell who a patriot is by how they act. They ignored our fans and continued to assault us. You respect the system and the country. And accept that a majority of people feel differently than you on a particular issue or several issues. You just, you just accept it and you campaign better the next time. 
although I know that's not going too well for uh, conservatives at this time in America. Because they have a very unpopular platform of just taking care of the wealthy and let everybody else just fight for themselves. Technically, that idea is pretty popular with a lot of the wealthy. They have to come up with other methods of being able to maintain power while being a minority in a democratic society. And that's where voter suppression, and gerrymandering, and misinformation, and ridiculous spectacles. Hello, Mike Lindell. Vladimir Putin's rule number one, destroy truth and rule by spectacle. We're watching as a large number of our fellow citizens are rejecting all forms of factual evidence. They're acting unpatriotically and extremely selfishly, rejecting science, logic, common decency, medical evidence. And as evidence, I'm going to offer you this recording from globalnews.ca of the reaction from parents and families after the school board had decided that they were going to require masks for unvaccinated children when they went to school. Everybody's taking notes, buddy. Keep that little smug. Yeah. No more music. We know who you are. We know who you are. You can leave freely. We know who you are. But we will find you. And you will never be allowed in public again. You will never be allowed. I know. Never let him be allowed in public again. Hey, sir. I know who you are. Let him out. Supposedly, these folks can be reasoned with and brought around to seeing reality. But if you just watch, if you watch that video that I just played you, the sound from, and obviously many other ones, it seems like when these folks get confronted with reality, they respond with anger and violence. And at very least, threats of violence. And what I found very disturbing about that video was that these people were obviously threatening that school administrator. And we know where you live. We know where you live. And there's a cop in there, and he's not doing anything which is obviously a threat of violence towards this gentleman. And he does nothing. And it's a citizen that tells the cop, it's all right, let him go. We got the information we needed. And that sure seemed like assault with some very clearly implied battery close behind. You will never be allowed in public again. You will never be allowed. I know you never let him out of public again. Hey, sir. I know who you are. Let him out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out.
I read recently about a representative who was making a statement about the yes. Taliban being opposed to abortion. Now, I'd already made that observation that there's very little difference between the Taliban and the right wing in our country. There is cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. They're opposed to the gay rights and women's rights. They're not accepting of LGBTQ people or science. They're misogynistic. They believe violence is the way to bring about political change, not the democratic process. They misuse religion for political purposes. They have a weakness for conspiracy theories. And in more than a few cases, they're self-radicalized through the internet. I remember hearing about people, oh, five or ten years ago, they were talking about people from the United States or in other Western European countries being radicalized, self-radicalizing on the internet and then going and wanting to fight for Al-Qaeda or women that were willing to go be brides for the Al-Qaeda fighters. Taliban. No, it wasn't Taliban. It was Al-Qaeda. ISIS. It was ISIS particularly. ISIS fighters. They must have had a similar uh, recruiting system. Yeah, lies, conspiracies, and calls for violence. Because you saw a lot of the very same behaviors. And I can't help but think that these people are acting like mirrors to each other. No. Like Gore Vidal said about the KGB and the CIA, how important they were to each other. One had to exist in order to justify the existence of the other. It was like built in for endless conflict. Endless conflict for endless purpose. How's that? And they're dangerous people who believe in violence, not democracy, not voting. And they're certainly not patriots of any strength. They're terrorists. Don't say terrorist. Violent, aggressive, emotion-driven terrorists. Enraged, confused citizens, not terrorists. Now we got to figure out how do we de-radicalize these people. The best solution I've heard so far for persuading these folks is something George Lakoff came up with called a, a truth sandwich, which is a good idea with a dumb name. Where you state what the reality is, and you state the falsehood, and then restate the true information so that the misinformation is surrounded by accurate information before and afterward. And that makes sense. Calling it a sandwich makes less sense. 
since most sandwiches are named after what's between the two pieces of bread. Although I have heard of a rye bread sandwich. Well, maybe that's what George Lakoff had in mind when he came up with that name. I'm not certain that Lakoff's suggestion will be effective. But something has to be done about the misinformation. And critical thinking needs to be part of very early education. However, I recall, this is going back quite a few years, but Texas was being, was opposed to teaching critical thinking for fear that it would disrupt families. By undermining religious tradition. But I think if religion was going to help us at this point, it already would have. I don't have any faith in it. But my favorite lady does. If you see this, please save us. <laughs>